Hello guys, welcome to the Gen Show where we basically talk about what's relevant in this day and age as we reminisce on the memorable days of the iconic thousands. I'm Jaden. And I'm Maria. And welcome back to the Gen Show. Yay. We are back for Cinco. Number five. Episode We're here. five. What's been going on? How are you doing? It's episode five. What have you been doing since episode four? Um, trying to stay afloat, you know, trying to meet those deadlines as usual. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to find ways to be creative. Yeah, it's like the same story every week. Ideas. Like every I feel like every time I ask you that question, it's always like a deadline involved. It's always Oh like, yeah, because it never ends. <laughs> yeah, I know. It never ends. Whether it be school, journalism, like whatever it is, it's always a deadline. Whether it be Friday, Sunday, Monday, yeah. every day of the freaking week. It'll, it'll always, never end. Until you go to the workforce, you will have deadlines until your actual life. And then you got deadline. deadlines in real life because at some point you gotta move on to eternity. So it's like dang. So yeah. Life is a one big deadline. Right? What life is one big deadline. So you live your life to the fullest. Dang, we just got super deep off I, something I like did. so simple. Like we got super deep. Like we turned deadline into like a life or death. It conversation. is. Everyone has a deadline at one point, and we don't know when that is. So. That's very true. So that's something to keep think up about. with your work. Yes, indeed. Keep up with yourself. Keep up with yourself. Keep up with your work. Keep up with your family. Keep up with everybody. Yes. It's important. Preach. And don't forget the important people in your life. But this is not, this is not me being a life coach. We are not life coaches. We're not. We are, <laughs> We're not professionals. We are the hosts of the Gen Show. Of the Gen Show. And this is episode five. So we have a very important episode today. Maria, we're going to answer one big overarching question. All right. What's, what's that question? The question is... Did we have more freedom to say what we wanted a decade ago? Maybe even two decades ago. Did we have more freedom? Or are we more sensitive now than we were 10, 15 years ago? And that's the one big overarching mm. question. So before we get into that, I always got to ask you, are you ready? I am so ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's episode five. We got it. We All got right. this. Let's, Let's answer this question. Episode cinco. <laughs> so yeah. So recently I was on Twitter Everybody's mm -hmm. favorite social media. Yeah. And I saw a video of Simon Cowell from American Idol from maybe 10 to 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Simon Cowell had a contestant on the show. The woman was, she was a bigger woman. Mm -hmm. And Simon's critique of her had everything to do with her weight and her appearance. And that brought a thought to my head. And it's like, the things that he said to her now if those things were said on anything like The Voice or even the same show, American Idol, to this day, then everybody would be screaming cancel culture and what is wrong with Simon and he has no place on TV and he needs to be fired. And that that makes you think it's like, where was that shift in, in, in time and in generation where where we can't, you know, certain things can't be said, certain things are more acceptable than they were, you know. 10 years ago or vice versa. Like, do you have any insight on that? What do you think? Okay. And that situation in particular with Simon Cowell, was there any critique of what he said at the time? Do you know any critique of the audience at the time or is it something you noticed? Um, yeah. Well, I noticed, was, and this is the thing, like if you watch any like American Idol episode from that time, that was like what Simon Cowell was known for. Like he was the lovable, oh, yeah. he was a lovable a-hole, right? So anything he said, like it was all laughter and it was like, oh, it's just Simon. But like I said, you know, you think about it now, like if if Christina Aguilera or Blake Shelton or Adam Levine were on The Voice and said something to that same magnitude to this day, then they'd probably be fighting for their job right now. 
So where oh, yeah. was that shift in the last, like literally it, it's something to really think about. Like in the last 10 years, like where did that change? When did we get more sensitive, so to speak? Or I don't know what it is. What do you think? I, like, I, I don't know. Mm, I just think we've, we've always had the freedom to say what we wanted to say. But mm-hmm. lately with, you know, obviously social media and other media has to do with what people think. I mean, we have more um, awareness of mm-hmm. what people say about us. So I guess, you know, now that we have a bigger reflection, like, I guess people kind of realize things are more hurtful, um, I guess. But back then it was entertaining. I didn't think twice about it when Simon right. Cowell was mean. Exactly. Um, obviously, like, I remember, like, sometimes the audience does catch on. And then I see, like, these little girls of contestants. Uh, I forgot which season this was, but this was early, early thousands. Mm-hmm. And then they would just say on like the TV, like, Simon, you suck. So, I mean, not everyone was on like the boat of Simon. Right. But yeah, that was his thing. That was, Simon was more of like um, a character. Like he, I mean, that was his real like pers- personality. But I feel like American Idol was still like a reality TV show. So, you, you got to have the personalities on there. Definitely, yeah. And that even made me think even more because, like I said, we talk about that that culture shift and that, and that social change, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you look at something like the Kevin Hart and the Oscar situation yeah. where Kevin Hart was slated to host the Oscars. And then all of a sudden, the next day after it's announced, some tweets that were problematic were brought up from his past, from 10 years ago, um, where he was being very playful and and problematic, you know, for today's standards um, regarding the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, was it towards his children? Uh, Yeah, they were like uh, what he calls like little jokes and jabs um, speaking like to the nature of, you know, if my son ever played with a dollhouse, then I would do X, Y, Z. And there were things that uh, can be considered harmful, you know, to the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, yeah. And that brings up the thing, you know, because, you know, we've grown to Mm -hmm. know Kevin Hart over the last 10 years. And, you know, me personally, you know, I've been a fan of Kevin, you know, for a long time. And just from following him on social media and things of that nature, like the tweets that I saw so long ago do not necessarily reflect the celebrity and the person that I've gotten to know, you know, through social media, through movies, through comedy, through whatever it is like that person has has grown. So it's almost like we're holding you know, each individual to the standard to where they have to be We're perfect keeping now. skeletons in the closet. Exactly. And, isn't you know, it's, it's a gift and a curse because it's like, okay, we're holding people accountable. You know, people should know, you know, when they were wrong, where they were wrong. But at the same time, it's like you grow, you live, you learn, you make mistakes. And I know for a fact for myself, if if I was held to the same standards of when I was, you know, 11, oh, yeah. 12, 13 years old. Oh, my goodness. Man, like, I, I wouldn't be able to get a job now, probably. You know, <laughs> the things that were said, like, at a lunch table growing up or just, yeah. you know, just, like, casual kid, what, what seemed normal back then for, you know, our generation, yeah. right? Yeah, like, when I was, like, in middle school, like, I thought, like, some weird, thing, weird things, like, I mean, I was kind of, like, emo and seen and just, it, it was, I don't know, at the time, like, every generation, I feel, like, grows up with you know some kind of ideology right. not not just generation thing like everyone comes from like different backgrounds and probably like smaller towns and when you gather into like 
a larger area for college or uni or like school, you move to like another city, you realize that like some things that pop out of your mouth, you didn't really mean to say, and then right. people will have to call you out. And that's how you're going to have to learn. You're going to have to learn the hard way. Right. And I feel like, yeah, with internet and all the social movements that has been happening within the last decade, people have been educated about what's politically correct to say. Or, right. You know, and, and that to me is like where now it's like you start holding people accountable and maybe mm-hmm. not from 10 years ago. It's like, okay, now we've taught you the right way. We've taught yeah. you what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So now if you make a mistake from this point on, then that's where we hold you accountable. Yeah, but, but they hold, they bring things from the exactly. grave. <laughs> and it's almost like, it's like, we, I don't know, like, sometimes we don't even know who these people are because it's like, you know, listening to social media can really ruin your mental health because you will think something is 20 times worse than what it actually is. And you may think that something that somebody says is a reflection of like the overall overarching public Mm -hmm. opinion when in reality it's probably like just like a small number of people, you know, who, who actually believe these things. Always check the context when you're reading the receipts. Right. You know, because... You never know in this day and age who's framing who, who's just bringing something back from the past just because they're feeling petty at the moment. Right. I'm not excusing them for like whatever um, bad behavior they've had then. But the thing is like, if if it's all like dead and gone, they've already made amends for what they've done and they've already explained themselves, then what's the point of going back into the past? I don't understand. Exactly. And that's really common with internet culture. When they just someone's rising up, they just want to bring them down. Right. And, that's, and see, that's one side to it. But then you can go over and explore kind of the good things that have resulted from this. I guess I'll refer to it as like increased sensitivity, yeah. for better or worse, is you look at something like the R. Kelly situation where Mm-mm. so many years ago he was... You know, there was a tape out publicly of him sexually um, assaulting and, and urinating on a on a 14 year old girl at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the time he beat the case because the girl and her family never showed up in court or they couldn't get their They couldn't get it arranged to where the individual that needs to be in court could be there. And after that, it was almost like everybody just forgot that it ever happened. People still buying his album. People, people still going to his concerts, going to his tours, Um, you know, uh, taking pictures with him in public. And then it's like up until this year or late 2018, now people want to start caring because, you know, a documentary was made about it. When in reality, Mm -hmm. this should have been brought to light and people should have been feeling this way since the thing happened. Like it was pretty clear cut what happened with R. Kelly's situation. You know what I I really think about that? It's Mm -hmm. like... Honestly, the, the the subject of matter is that they, they were just beating a dead horse at that point. And I don't know who was behind it, what who decided to produce that. But I just think it's a huge money grab. Mm-hmm. Like, because they've already went through this. And, you know, that's his, like, issue. And I feel like a lot of people have been educated on the issue. Like, what he did was honestly wrong. And there's nothing that I could say to back back that up. Mm-hmm. I just I just think that, like... That documentary, it's it's like the Michael Jackson one too, mm-hmm. like Leaving Neverland. We've already had the evidence. Why are we bringing it out again in 2018? What are they worth discussing over at this point? Right. And, you know, I, I say that, like I said, there, there's a gift and a curse because what it does is it opens up conversation. And now people are actually holding R. Kelly accountable 
for his actions oh, okay. from all those years ago, right? Because he's is he like denying it still? Yeah, he's he's still in denial. But I mean, like I think Ray Charles could see like what's going on here. Like people, uh-huh. people, we everyone knows that R. Kelly is guilty. But the thing is, is that you know, like I said, just because he wasn't necessarily you know um, sent to prison for these things, you know, all those years ago, people just forgot. And now I will say that one thing that the documentary has brought out was awareness and people became aware who may have who maybe didn't know or or maybe I guess forgot and now sexual assault and you know consent and all those things are now once again in the topic of discussion which to my point is these things should have been discussed for the last 10 15 20 years you know since it's been happening so why now is it the time to bring, to make these things, you know, bring these things to light and make them important again when they should have been important the entire time. Like, where was that shift in culture to where it's like, okay, now we're going to hold R. Kelly accountable. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to, you know, hold all the Harvey Weinstein, you know, all yeah. these things that we've known for so long. I just think that, in my opinion, that it's never too late to hold someone accountable and never too late to reach out and tell the truth. Right. Like when, never too late. And right. And that's why I said there's a line because when you talk about like the tweets with Kevin Hart and you talk about, you know, small things that we know people, you know, that's kind of grow from, from like a, a maturity and from a mindset mm-hmm. standpoint, then those are things where it's like, okay, they learned their lesson. We can move on. When we talk mm-hmm. about things like sexual assault and murder and things of that, of that nature, you know, it's, it's like, man, like. It's a it's a it's a gift and the curse, you know, this yeah, you know, this increased sensitivity. I mean, sometimes like like why things start talk being talked about now, like with the issue of like sexual assault and you know, protecting yourself. Um this is just what I think, not coming from like any personal experience, but just from observations. Uh sometimes it's really hard to come out with, like when people are sexually assaulted it's it's like really it's like a hard issue to talk about to people or even reach out and that's like a common like symptom against like uh sexual assault victims is that they would just rather sweep it on the rug because sometimes they feel like a burden Mm -hmm. to people to come out with that kind of tragedy when really it's like serious and you should just come out with it like the moment it happens, like the moment after it happens. But in reality, like not everyone is ready. Yeah. Not everyone is ready to, you never know how you're going to react in a situation until you're in that situation. Mm -hmm. So people would wait years and years and years before they could ever come out and step forward and tell them, this is what really happened. And I'm ready to tell my story. And, you know, that's when people start talking about it then and then people start accusing them saying, hey, then why didn't you say this years and years before when it actually happened? And that's like a tough situation because, yeah, like people are questioning them. Like, why did they have to wait so long? What's your reasoning? But that's I think that's the biggest thing. Like some people just have that, you know, strength to hold it in because that not everything is easy to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. It, it just isn't. And I, I don't know, like, why personally. I don't know. Like, all I know is that, you know, sometimes people have different priorities in their head and that just wasn't one of them. So right. I guess, like, that's the reason why, like, 
I guess with like um social media and, and I have to go back on that because I feel like that's the answer to everything nowadays is that now that more and more women see other women or men even coming out and saying yes I've been hurt I've been assaulted and they feel more comfortable because yeah they, they, have, they feel more comfortable people have things yeah. in common you know with them so to yeah. speak people are feel more comfortable of just like having backup right and that's like a normal like thing I'm not to alone. feel. Yeah, right. yeah, and no one is alone. And people would rather feel less alone than feeling confident to step up to the plate. And not everyone can do that. It's a very hard thing to do. And, right. and that's, a that's valid, what I think. That's a very yeah. valid point, you know, that I didn't really consider. I guess what I've had, you know, trouble with is I think it's it's a really sad thing that it took this long for us to create a climate and a place where where, you know, victims of these traumatic and horrible events feel comfortable coming out and it took us this long you know for the for the me too movements and the things of that nature mm-hmm. to start forming when you know these are things that we could have been doing for years and years and years so yeah, I agree. and just I agree. imagine like all the all the men women and you know people involved you know in these things just imagine all of the suffering that they've had to endure you know just holding those things in and like i said it's a gift and the curse because you know the gift is is that you know, the people who have been, you know, affected by sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever it is, they now have a platform to let their voices be heard. Mm-hmm. And the people, you know, who, who may have traumatized them and put them in a very dark place are now held accountable. The curse is, is the people who may have committed, you know, lower level offenses, so to speak, such as, you know, just problematic tweets from 10 years ago. Or, you know, just, just you know, immaturity, you know, from so many years like ago. Like jokes. Right. Like they're, they're not even held, serious. They're being held to the same standard mm-hmm. as the people, you know, who commit these very serious crimes. Right. And I just think that's where the line is. Right. You oh, know, okay. There yeah. should be, you know, there, there's a difference, you know. And when you talk about something like Kevin Hart and you talk about comedy in general, like comedy has always been known as dark, you know, just dark. And it's always comedians are supposed to joke about the things that the general population just feels uncomfortable with. Yeah. And, you know, you leave it up to the people to choose whether or not, you know, they want to buy your tickets or so on and so forth. But it's a niche mm-hmm. thing. You know, you know, you go and you know what you're getting. And it's like when that, it's like what happens in the comedy club stays in the comedy club and you leave it in there and you go off and you continue to live your life. But now we're in a climate where. You know, all of our comedians, all of our artists, you know, they're all being held. They're at risk. <laughs> they are. You know, you can't, you know, you got to be politically correct with everything. You, you know, you're held to the same standards of the people who commit these, you know, horrendous and, and you know, crazy actions. And that's where I think the line is yeah. um, between the gift and the curse. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's double, it's double sided, right? Yeah, it's definitely is. And you have to be accountable for your actions. I mean, when you're in front of the spotlight, that's just something you have to know is that people will critique you no matter what, whether you do something, what you think is small or do some big statement. Like I remember around 2016, around like the political election, um, Kathy Griffin, Mm -hmm. uh, the female comedian. Yeah, she was like on a magazine cover and then she just had like, she was holding up Donald Trump's head. Right. Like she was holding up Donald Trump's head. Like that was just like some, you know, she's stepping forward politically, um, you know, showing that 
she wasn't on his side just in that kind of way she got such a bad backlash that mm-hmm. it almost like terminated her career right like terminated and it's it's crazy i mean she's back out there but i remember watching like a documentary of like like the suffering that she had to like go through of her mistake like you know not being acknowledged by people anymore not being invited to places anymore and like just basically losing her job right for something that like that she just did on her own like she chose to be on the magazine yeah she chose to like do what she did as a comedian you know and you know in the world of comedy you just even though the joke is super dark at the end of the day we know it's not like it's there's not no real. malicious there's intent no, behind there's it. There's no it's malicious intent. Solely for the reason of making yeah. people laugh and bringing people joy and making people feel good when they're, you know, in their chair. Because the thing is, is like I've even watched comedy specials from some of my favorite comedians, whether it be Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Mike Epps, mm-hmm. whoever it is, where they may have joked about something that that may affect me personally as far as like what they said could apply to me. But I'm also laughing at it because it's like that's a like there there's literally like Everyone's there, a joke. Light, there's laughter. <laughs> there, nobody's safe. You know. Yeah, nobody is safe, mm-hmm. and that's when you come across comedy. That's what you think. But the thing is, not everyone knows that. Right. And, and I'm not saying to stop. Com- you should stop and comedy now. It's just something to talk about. Yeah, it's a space know? where like you can laugh about the things that that may be you know good or bad about yourself. Like you yeah. hear it, and it's like, oh, that is funny. I don't. It's just a, you know, it's just nice to know that you know. Not everything is just 100% serious all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we've forgotten that, you know, over the course of the last 10, 15 years, you know, when it comes to things like comedy and, you know, comedians, like that space is for them, you know, it's it's a dark creative. space, but, you know, it's art, right? Yeah, it's, so you it's be creative and you And you make it into, you know, what you want it to be. And the beautiful thing about comedy is, is that nobody is forced to to pay you know, for somebody's yeah. tour or somebody's ticket. So if somebody's just not your vibe or they're saying something that you don't feel comfortable with, you don't have to attend. And that's I think that's as yeah. simple as it is. You know, I'm not going to go listen to to an album or, or watch a show that mm-hmm. I feel is problematic. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. You know, it has this niche audience. You do you. But, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody is, you know, sees everything through that, like, through that quote, quote unquote, woke lens, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's just, it all it has to do is reading someone's intent. And I feel like there's some people out there that, you know, you just can't tell. Right. But it, it just comes from, like, are they, like, really serious? Are they personally attacking you? That's when you draw the line. Right. Well, that's when, like, <laughs> you realize what they're talking about. Oh, it's not a joke anymore. Oh, it it all depends on, like, how what angle they're taking it. Right. I guess so. Even like one like like let's say the use of the N word in comedy, mm-hmm. that's something where it's like, okay, no, you cross the line. Yeah. But then that's completely different from a comedian talk about talking about a funny experience they had with an African American. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, like that that actually like that's funny. Like that's not problematic. That's an actual experience you had. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, that is funny. Like and mm-hmm. you know, me as an African American male, you know, I hear that story, I'm like, ah, yeah, we do have a, you know, a tendency to do things like that. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah. You know, so there's definitely a line like from the situations that I've seen and that I've examined like that line hasn't really been crossed 
it's just more of a, a public reaction making something a bigger deal than maybe what it actually is. So it's, you know, it's like I said, it's a gift and a curse. You know, we're holding people accountable. People know what's right and what's wrong. But at the same time, you know, we have to give people, you know, that space. Forgiveness. To, forgiveness to yeah. grow. And if it's comedy, to be creative and do, you know, do what they feel is mm -hmm. best to better, you know, their future, their families, whatever the case may be. Yeah, we need to continue protecting, continue to protect the freedom of speech. Most definitely. That First Amendment yeah. is something strong. Mm -hmm. That's real strong right there. And I'll forever, you know, defend that. But like I said, you know, I'm going to continue to advocate, you know, and, and speak up against the people who are, you know, committing wrongful actions yeah. and whether it be sexual assault whatever it is, uh, murder, whatever it is, I'm going to hold those people accountable. But when it comes to, you know, you know, our, our fellow comedians and the people who we kind of have seen grow up and grow, you know, mm -hmm. over time, it's, it's like, okay, they've learned their lesson. You know, if they've apologized, then all right, it's time to move on. And they've shown that they've, you know, improved since then. Exactly. Then, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you live and you learn. Everyone's just, human. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you're young, you know, and you're in kindergarten and you say a word you're not supposed to say, you know, yeah, it's not 10 like years later, exactly, <laughs> 10 years later, you know, I like you can't be expect, like you've learned from that. You moved on. So why should I be held accountable for something I said when I was in fifth, fourth, third grade? It's the same concept. You can apply that same concept to what's going on now in our current yeah. You know, social climate. So I just just thought that's, a, you know, th there's a lot to be said with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of great points. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a wholesome conversation. Like definitely always check your context and like hold you, your peers accountable and yeah. like the people you look at look up at. Yeah. Cuz I mean, just because you put them on like like a golden platform. I mean, they might be your heroes, but everyone is human at the end of the day and sometimes people just have to realize some things that they say aren't p politically correct, but at the same time, you know, you know, you just got to feel it out. Right. Is there any malicious intent there? Right. If not, then no harm needed. Oh, right. it's just a small thing. I just don't say it again. Right. But I mean, if you, you know, you make, you make bad, them aware and yeah. they apologize and then you move on. You yeah. Just, you make mistakes in life. You live, you learn, you grow. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. And for it's the a people. Good thing in life. Yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah. So that's all the commentary that, you know, I have on that. You know, we pretty much covered a wide you know, range of, of things within, you know, within that one question of, of did we have more freedom to say what we wanted, you know, a decade ago or maybe 15, 20 years ago. So, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add? Um, I, I pretty much hit the nail on the coffin. I feel for, like we hit everything that we need yeah, to speak about. It's yeah. a big monster to yeah. handle. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good conversation. So, um, I'm glad, you know, we got the chance to, the platform also to come on and kind of speak about that because that was mm -hmm. something that, you know, I had been thinking about, um, you know, a lot recently. And, you know, it was good to kind of, you know, clear the air and kind of just see, you know, your perspective on things and, you know, what you think. So. Exactly. Yes, indeed. So, man, as always, you want to make sure you go check out the other KTSW podcast. Check them out. Check. It's the end of the semester. Yes. We have a lot of great podcasts, a lot of superstars, a lot of people who create great content. So go support. Go look at the KTSW blog. and Read the work. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. It's so diverse. Everyone has like an amazing, you know, voice. And it's just great that we come from a university that lets us do this. Yes, indeed. 
It's a great shout thing out to KTSW for giving <laughs> us this platform each and every week. And although the end of the semester is here, we're gonna keep on rolling a little bit during the summer. But when the fall comes, back in full we gear. back, we <laughs> back, and we coming back better than ever. So watch out for all those people who doubted us. Oh, oh, we own you now. We coming back. <laughs> We here. We're gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. So You're as always, listen to us. <laughs> yeah. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Gin Show, and I am Jaden, and I'm Maria, and we are out. Bye. Peace.